Welcome to episode 26 of the I Can Dig It podcast. You bitch, it's 27. Ooh. You, I just asked you if it was 26, and you said yes. No. I said uh, no, you didn't. Bro, bro, you asked if it was 27. Yeah, no, oh, yes. I hit my head really hard. Well, we speaking did... of, I just got the shit beat out of me by Randy Pitchford. <laughs> Joining, me... <laughs> Joining me today is Bailey. Hello. Dude, I'm worried about you. Like, I'm, I, I joke about it, but, like, you need to stop hitting your head on things. <laughs> like... Your short-term memory is getting hit now, and now I'm concerned. Like, My legit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And Christian. Uh, hello. Today uh, we're going to be discussing uh, video game-related shit. As usual, we're going to talk about <laughs> the new title of the Creator album, Igor, that just dropped a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, right? It was about two weeks ago. Outside of that, we're going to be talking about E3, which is coming up here in about a week and a half. Yeah, boy. Your which is super exciting, our predictions. Uh, we're going to talk about next episode, about what came true, what didn't, everything in between, what we're excited for. But Christian, actually, oh, wait, I remember. My long-term memory isn't that bad. Ooh. You wanted me to head to Bailey first because we wanted to talk to, about the Igor album first yes, and foremost. Sir. So Bailey, okay. Tyler just came out with a new album, Igor. And what do you think about it? It's follow it's, up to 2017's uh, Fla- uh, what was it? Flower Boy. Yeah, Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It's great. What about it is amazing? What about it is amazing what's and what's, great? What's going on? Um, the best part, in my opinion, of course, all the sound, the the sounds, huh? All the songs are pretty good. You, you don't say the sound in the, the album sound, is good? The sound, dude, the way it hits my ear. Oh, my God. <laughs> goes right through that cochlea real good. Oh, it totally does. All the songs are amazing, but the thing I appreciate the most in this album is that it keeps, like, a solid theme from start to finish, and I appreciate that. And that is? That is the theme of falling in and out of love. And kind of going through, like, an abusive relationship in a way, huh? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last album was a lot about fame and loneliness, so you're saying this one's mm-hmm. about love and mm-hmm. loss. And Flower Boy is an amazing album, but it does have some songs in between where the meaning of the song and fame and dealing with that kind of gets dropped, but, like, in this one, it's constant. It's consistent. Like, every song has a theme that you can, like, easily pick up on and, like, keep... It's like following a story while listening to some really good music at the same time. Okay. Yeah. No, and this I, is, like, a full concept album. Yeah. For sure. I entirely appreciate like, that. Like, y- if you listen to it in order, it's totally just, like, the story of this one guy mm-hmm. and his relationship. Okay, okay. Is it uh, with Tyler or does he create a persona in this album, like you sometimes do? Um, I, there's the persona of Igor, but it's easily, like, you can swap him and Igor out pretty okay. easily on this. Okay. Like, there's no there's no wolf, there's no bastard or anything like that, like in his other albums. Like, it's just kind of him. Like, Igor kind of comes up in the first song, and if you want to take that and carry it throughout the rest of the album, you can. But, like, if you just heard, like, every song after Igor, you'd think it was about him. Okay. Yeah. What are, What are some of your favorite tracks? Oh, my God. Some of my favorite tracks. Oh, Jesus. And pick us out some lines while you're at it. Some lines? So, favorite tracks are probably Earthquake, um, Puppet, What's Good, and Are We Still Friends. Uh, Are We Still Friends is one of the best closers I've ever heard for an album. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost on par with the closer for The Wonder Years to me. It never will be. I just want to sell out my funeral. It's perfect. Fuck It is perfect, but the way... The way that Are We Still Friends builds throughout the song and the way that his vocals are just so, like, fragile in a way, is it's so nice. It's so Mm -hmm. pretty, and it works so good. Mm -hmm. Conceptually, that song 
is like the perfect send off. And it has this like beautiful kind of soul feel to it, along with like a little bit of funk and like the heavy synth that carries out throughout the album. And then like the last 10 seconds of the song carries out with like this really nice guitar riff and everything. And it's almost like you're drifting away and like somebody's <laughs> ascending to heaven almost. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. On that point, this album is just, I feel like it's way more of a soul album, like soul yeah. and R&B rather than like rap itself. Yeah, like the only song that can be like kind of turned into a hip-hop song or something that would be regarded as um a banger would be what's good yeah like that song is like goes the hardest in the whole album and it's not even really like that intense but it's just consistent and it has some fast drum and bass and everything and that's the song that he raps the most in yeah so that one is probably the only like hip-hop song but the rest of is it's like soul r&b nice fun stuff yeah very like it can feel very like 70s and 80s inspired at yeah. time, and I love it. Like I'm a sucker for synths, and if mm-hmm. you like synths, this album is perfect. Dude, it almost feels like he's bringing like the the sound of soul into like the new era of music. Almost, because yeah. it definitely like feels like a modern take on it. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like he's let's take this and put it here, but he's got his own twist on it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's like a new introduction of the genre, and like I hope that since the album is number one right now in the charts, like. Hopefully we'll see some more stuff like that show up and pop up yeah. in, some, in some music. Because mm-hmm. God, gosh darn it, that album is so good. Yeah, Oof. it's it's super good. I would say What's Good is definitely my favorite, but I also love Running Out of Time and mm-hmm. New Magic Wand. Mm-hmm. And Running Out of Time is like, that one's super soulful and like mm-hmm. 70s inspired, I feel like. I love all the different vocals on this album, and I just love how, like, underproduced it can feel at times, like, purposefully. Mm-hmm. Not everything's perfect, and a lot of the vocals can have, like, cracks in them or, like... Um, mm-hmm. Like some distortion where it yeah. makes it difficult to kind of hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like, oh, we made this album sound a little shitty because that's all we could do. It's like Tyler purposefully did it. Like, that's mm-hmm. this is how he wanted it to sound. And it almost feels that way with the transitions in every single song. Every single song from start to finish has at least two or three transitions in it into a different, like, take on the song. And those, transi- those transitions seem so jarring at times where it's like if this wasn't like an album that somebody had just made, you'd be like, oh, you're getting a little crazy. But like this is his sixth album. So like he understands like at this point of the song, I can take it here and expand upon this or slow it down and bring in a different mood to the song and then bring it back but in a different way you weren't expecting. And it's very impressive. Yeah, I it makes this it. album like from start to finish, like I can't start this album and stop halfway. Like, mm-hmm. I have to listen to the entire album. Yeah. Because, like, the way it flows is so nice, and it just, no song sounds the same, and the beginning and end of a song don't sound the same either. Like, this is definitely not an album where halfway through you're like, okay, I'm sick of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I I really appreciate that mm-hmm. from this album. And the fluidity of the album is amazing, too, especially with the little cuts um, from, I forget who the guy in between the songs is that's narrating everything. I forget his name, but he cuts like that space in between the songs pretty well. Yeah. And you can like very well transition to like the different mood that you're about to feel in a song, which is like a couple words. And that's kind of a good way that that concept of like falling in and out of love progresses throughout the song with that guy's like little narration just in between every song. Yeah. This is like, this is the first Tyler, the creator album I've got heavily into. And like, this is a really high fucking bar. Cause this album, like in a week has probably become like, 
either my number one or number two spot for favorite album of the year so mm-hmm. far. Like this album is phenomenal. I remember when you showed me what's good in the car, I was like, this is amazing. And then mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning at like nine o'clock, put the album on and then didn't turn it off until I had to get to work at like four. Like, I just had it on repeat over and over. I'm like, this is so good. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. That. It's weird, man. Tyler, the creator, started in, like, such a weird spot where, like, if you admitted, like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of Tyler, the creator, people are like, you are fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have problems. And, like, Does it need to start off, like, really crazy and grungy kind of? Dude, kinda? Not, not grungy. Like, he started off, like, his first album, I'm looking at it right now. Yesterday, I listened, I went back and listened to all of his albums again. Like, I t- had, like, tidbits and pieces of, like, some of his songs from his albums, but I never, like, listened to all of them. Yes? Quick question. Did you get into not only, like, his solo stuff, but also his Odd Future shit? Dude, his, I didn't get into the specifically Odd Future things. I just listened to Just Tyler. But, like, from what I understand... And from what I listened to, his first three albums, Bastard, Goblin, and Wolf, are Odd Future albums. Like, the majority of the features on those songs are just the Odd Future people. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, so, Earl Sweatshirt, Haji Beats, Domo Genesis, Jasper Dolphin, and Taco. Like, all those people. All those people from the Odd Future group. They're all... <laughs> I forgot the names of the Odd yeah. Future crew. <laughs> yeah, they're all in there. So, they all make constant features from the start of Bastard to the end of Wolf. So, like, those first three albums are, like, hard as shit. Like, more, it's beyond, like, I fuck your bitch rap. It's like, I, there's a song that has, like, the chorus and the hook, burn, wait, no, was it? Kill people, burn shit, fuck school. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, there's there's a song in Bastard that's called Sarah, and it's just about fucking rape, murder, necrophilia, and suicide. Holy shit. So, like, he started... A balanced part of a daily breakfast. Yeah, like, what the fuck? But, like, there's some other really good songs, and there's a song called Odd Toddlers where they um, took a beat that, God, I forget, um, MF Doom used, and they, like, slowed it down, and they rapped over that, and that's a really good song, but then it's followed up by that shit, and you're like, whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, take it easy. Like, it feels like he understood, like, how to rap and how to produce at a young age when he made Bastard his first album, but then... Like, it just, it gets tackled by all this teenage angst. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Just like, I hate my dad and all that shit. And it's like, fuck everybody and all of this stuff. And all these rappers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm going to make Odd Future and we're going to talk about bullshit and like eat chips in the middle of a song because fuck <laughs> you. Like, yeah. Cause, so it kind of sounds like you're, you're talking about like the tra- tra- excuse me the career trajectory of like an Eminem who didn't rest on his laurels. Yes. That is a lot like what it is, where it's like Eminem started out with some really hardcore shit and like murder and all that stuff. And people are like, Eminem's hard. You listen to Eminem, you have problems. And then it just Eminem turns into this bigger thing. But I feel like Eminem stayed on the trajectory of rap and hip hop. And he's only been on there where like Tyler Crater started on rap and hip hop as like kind of an in. But he snuck his way through (laughs) and made all this other wonderful, amazing shit that has like expanded from rap and hip hop. And like, ooh. It's a bigger, it's a bigger tree than just one line of rap and hip hop that he's gone into. My question yeah. is, when is Tyler the Creator going to release an album that is mostly in it and really poorly done accents? Dude, I it would probably be really good. You're right. <laughs> like, Shit. He would make it work out. Like he would make it work, for sure. Um, after listening to all six albums, uh, do you have some kind of like, 
ranking of them at all or like which ones are your favorites or oh man or is it just like they're all so different they're all like the first three i feel like could be just one continuous album Mm -hmm. like they're they're not too different from each other there are a couple different songs where you can kind of see like some of his soul and r&b and kind of synthy kind of needs and music come out in some of those songs there's a song called uh what is it analog in uh, goblin i think that has really like synth heavy stuff going on and and then there's another song in wolf called like treehouse 85 or something like that where it's very heavily produced and there's like female led vocals and everything like that so you can see like little peaks of it coming through there but the majority of from bastard to wolf is a lot of like kill people burn shit fuck school so <laughs> love that but like there are some gems in there and it's really good and you really see the trajectory change in his fourth album cherry bomb which is has the song uh i think death camp on it which is a song i showed you guys in the car oh good song and that's the Very intro good. to that album and that album goes from like rock to hip-hop to r&b to not really soul. I think it just sticks in those three and kind of moves around a little bit. So it wasn't entirely popular because when it came out, people were like looking more for just raw rap or hip hop and everything. So guys. Yeah. That means Bailey listened to another full album. I listened to six six, full albums. Oh my God, my boy. This is the end of his story arc. This is, I'm here. Oh my fucking God. Mm -hmm. Oh man. In, In my defense, he doesn't sound the same across all of his albums. That's the one thing that bugs me about an album is like I've heard this mm-hmm. before in the first three songs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if an album doesn't change a lot for me throughout it and doesn't give me different stuff, like I get bored super easily. We're just gonna do this, but faster or slower. Yeah, like that's how I feel about a lot of albums. Like, and, and I understand, like, oh, but different things happen. Like, I get bored. That's just me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I feel it. It's, it's, it's that's how it is. I just downloaded Cherry Bomb. And I re-downloaded Flower Boy, so it's at, like, the top mm-hmm. of my recently added. So hopefully I'll listen Flower to those. Boy, yeah. still my favorite by him, goddamn. And on this hype train for Tyler Crater. Look at you. What's on the I Can Dig It Weekly, It's all dude? Tyler Crater. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, appreciation. What do we got on there, man? So it's, it's long, too. It is um, long. It's it ten like songs. Album. Holy shit. Unfortunately, Bastard isn't on Spotify for reasons that you could probably figure out. They don't want rape, murder, and necrophilia. On Spotify. I wonder I really if it's like on Apple album. Music. I'm <laughs> I, if it's on Apple Music, that's cool. But I think uh, Bastard came out in a time when Spotify was like just coming up. And they didn't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> nah, the, the first album they have on Apple Music is Goblin. Yeah. So Bastard, ba- isn't a lot of that just him dealing with his daddy issues? Yeah. So the song, the first song that the album starts with is called Bastard. And it's just him talking and having like a rap conversation with a therapist mm-hmm. about his daddy issues and everything. And like I thought when I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, he's been like doing like conceptual themes in his albums the whole time. And immediately it just derails. <laughs> so like he has, there, you can, if you listen to it and you understand like where he was going, you can see the trajectory that it ta- that he's going to take and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. That, that album, it has some really good songs, but man, there are some that are just like, Fuck. This is hard. This is hard to listen to a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You added a little too much. But the first two shit, I'll actually hold on. We have ten songs on the I Can Dig It Weekly. They're all Tyler Creator. So I have two songs from Goblin, two songs from Wolf, two songs from Cherry Bomb, two songs from Flower Boy, and two songs from Igor. Very nice. I dig that. So uh, uh, 
Oh, yep. Oh. Did you say it? I did it. He said it. We're oh, here. Wow. We're mm. in it. Oh, Cut my it, God. folks. This is the end of Yeah, I Can Dig a Podcast. Uh, we finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> so from Goblin, we have She featuring Frank Ocean and Burger. Oh, fuck yeah, Franco. Featuring Haji Beats. Frank Ocean has a beautiful chorus in that song. It's amazing. But like it also, the lyrics are a little weird. <laughs> but... <laughs> Then we have uh, from Wolf, Colossus, and oh, it's Tree Home 95. That was a song I was talking about earlier. And then from Cherry Bomb, we have Death Camp, again, the song I showed you guys, Mm -hmm. and Smuckers, which is a song featuring Kanye West and Lil Wayne. And then we have Pothole from Flower Boy and 9-11 slash Mr. Lonely from Flower Boy. And then from Igor, What's Good, and Are We Still Friends? All right. You picked probably the two best songs from Igor. Mm -hmm. Got to end it out on Are We Still Friends. Oh, yeah. All right, so where can we find this wonderful playlist and other and a big playlist full of all the other ones? Like, wouldn't that be wild if we had that too? Yeah, it'd be weird. You can go to Spotify and you can just type in "I can dig it" and you just look for our little shovel icon and you'll see a weekly playlist that gets rotated out every time we do a podcast. And then you can see the "I can dig it" vault, which has let me look, 108 songs in it. That's a good few hours mm-hmm. of real good music curated by our very own Bailey Shields. That's me. We've been doing that for like around 20 episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. So, so yeah, all the songs in the vault got rotated into the vault from the weekly playlist. So there are all songs that I liked at one point in time. So oh, yeah. I want you to go back and listen to them like someday and see which ones still hold up. I do sometimes. Like I just I hit would shuffle hope it's on all it. of them. Yeah, I haven't hit one where I'm like, I ah, know. <laughs> Very so, nice. So yeah, there it is. Tyler the Creator is really good. Go listen to him. I love this new album, so I'm going to deep dive soon. Mm-hmm. I need to. It's going to be on that. delicious. Like, I remember when I like started listening to Flower Boy in 2017, and I deep dove into it. I really liked it. And then we brought it back up in 2019 when the podcast was going, and I fucking went back into it, and it's all I could listen to for like a week. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Fuck it's yeah, pretty Flower good. Boy. But Igor isn't the only thing that's bumping. Isn't that right, Christian? What is bumping? What else is bumping? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping, yeah. B? We, we got some good pop right now. My, Are you my listening co- to Cardi B now? Fuck you, go away. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with those Swisher Sweet Uggs? <laughs> What's popping? Ah! <laughs> that video will be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite fucking video. It's very impressive. Uh, um. Okay. My queen... Carly Bay Jepsen, Carly Ray Jepsen, Carly, Carly Bay Jepsen. Carly Slay Hepsen. Oh, oh. You're right. She came out with a new album, I want to <clears> say <throat> last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. called <clears throat> Dedicated, and it's so good. Dedicated um, to this fucking album? How would it be, Christian? It is phenomenal. Um, it, it basically takes the same style that Emotion was and runs with it. Um, weird comparison, but I would compare this album almost to be like take off your pants and jacket by blink 182 not style wise you're gonna have to explain that for way, me <laughs> not style wise but where enema of state was like this real like unique and kind of departure for blink 182 and then take off your pants and jacket came out and it was like oh this is basically more of the same stuff mm-hmm. that's kind of what dedicated is to emotion mm-hmm. where it's not a reinvention of carly ray jepson it's like a perfection of what she's already doing and I appreciate that. I, I feel like some people might have a problem with it, but I love her style so much. It's fine by me. Mm-hmm. Would you say this was like a B-side to emotion? No. No, no the B-sides to emotion is the B-sides to emotion. Hey-o. Did you say Hey-o. it's a C-side? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I think, it's a, I think it's a progression, but it's not like a 
it's not a departure in style. It's okay. just more of like her fine tuning what she's already doing. Nice. Um, when I f- first heard this album, I was like, eh, it's nowhere near as good as Emotion. Then I listened to it again, and I was like, okay, it's pretty damn good. And now I sit here and I'm like, this is just as good emotion as Emotion. It could be, it might be better. That sounds like blasphemy for my camp. <sighs> it's like. This album's definitely a grower. Like, I think you should listen to it a couple of times before you make your opinion. Okay. It starts off with Julian, which is very good, amazing. It's no runaway with me as an opener, but it's Ooh. definitely a great opener, like, to show what the style of the album is, which is more 70s, 80s inspired synth pop. And I love it. Um, I'm yeah, just and gonna... that, and that, album, that song particularly, I noticed a lot more vocal distortion used. Yeah. A lot more vocal distortion, and I think on this album you hear Carly um, flex her voice a little bit more than she did in Emotion, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. A lot of her songs kind of have her more in like a – like she's not using her voice as much as she could, but in songs where like she just goes all out vocally, those become some of my favorites. Like um, Feels Right kind of shows this. It features Electric Guest. I don't know who that is, but the song's amazing. Um, the, the feature is only in the chorus a little bit, which is fine. And then Carly comes in and her vocals go really fast, kind of squeaky almost like she's trying real hard and it's real good. And yeah, I like this album a lot. It's very good. Have you listened to it, Isaiah? I haven't deep dived into it, but I do have opinions on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I really like the use of a lot more like hard instrumentals in emotion uh, there's a lot of like the hard drums, the sax, obviously, and um, got run away with me. Um, I really like that aspect and to kind of see that uh, removed a little bit uh, and kind of put more onto the synths. Uh, I didn't completely like that, but I can see where she's going with it. Again, it's kind of like refining the style, but I did like what the, the personality and character that the real instruments brought to it. Mm-hmm. I do completely agree with you that Carly Rae... Uh, Flexing her vocal talents, showing a little bit more of her range is a very, very good thing. Uh, my favorite tracks, also Julian. Fucking oh, love is Julian. a great opener. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. Um, I also really love, oh boy, what is it? Happy Not Knowing. I love the chorus of that one oh, so, so that much. That one, yep. It's catchy as fuck. It's been stuck in my head for days. Uh, I did like the single Party for One. It's good. It's all good. It's a, very, <laughs> it's a good album. It's a solid follow-up to Emotion. I'll have to... Listen to it more to see if it actually does grow on me, like you said. But, you know, we're seeing Carly Lay, Carly Lay, Carly <laughs> Ray live in fucking concert soon. I'm excited about that shit. I'm so excited. But, yeah, I'm. this album's super good. I It's got a lot of moments like Emotion did for me where Boy Problems was really self-reflective. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of shit going on with boys and it kind of sucks. And it's annoying and I shouldn't have it. <laughs> where... Uh, the song Too Much off of Dedicated kind of has this moment too that I really appreciate. A lot of the songs off this album are like Carly getting in love really quick and like she's really quick to use all of her emotions and get attached really fast. Um, And then Too Much kind of talks like, okay, maybe I am a little too much to deal with or maybe I do love a little too much. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love to see these self-reflective moments from her. Um, My... Favorite track off the album might be Real Love. It's an awesome closer to the album. I just wish it was actually the closer. Mm. Um, right after Real Love goes For Sure and Party For One. And those are both great songs, but 
Yeah, they party just, for one isn't a way to end the album. No, they just they feel like they were just tacked on at the end. They should be in the middle of the album. I think it's because they're technically bonus tracks, mm-hmm. but Real Love should be the end. It, it feels like a closer in the same way that um, Are We Still Friends feels like a closer, where it's really grand and epic and it mm-hmm. builds at the end. Um, Honestly, if you're a fan of emotion or just synthy pop in general, listen to this album. It's so good. Very um, nice. Want You in My Room is great, too. Want You in Love My Room is very, very good. Ugh. But yeah, check it out. Love Carly Rae. She's my favorite. One last thing. I do wish there were heavier drops because fucking Emotion, when it dropped, it fucking threw everything into the ground. It dropped. Yeah. I will say, though, I feel like this album has a stronger second half than Emotion. Like, once I... I, I have to re-listen to Emotion, so I could be wrong. But once I get about 10 tracks into Emotion, I'm kind of like, okay... It feels kind of samey towards the end, and I'm kind of not over it, but I could I could see myself stopping. But I feel like this one, just each song towards the end is so different from each other. Like, Feels Right is so different from Right Words, Wrong Time, which is so different from the sound, and I love that shit. I can't believe you said it has a weak back half. The last few songs of Emotion are Let's Get Lost, uh, When I Needed You, Favorite Colors, The Closer... Yeah, some of the strongest songs on the album. Yeah, like they're really strong, but I just don't. I don't know. Once I interstitials in between, there aren't as good. Yeah, like I, I don't think maybe I need to rephrase it. I don't think it's like the back half, but there's a couple tracks in the middle of Emotion that I don't want to say are skippable, but after listening to the entire album, like Mm -hmm. I kind of get a little over it. It just loses that momentum. Yeah, and I don't know if it's maybe because it's a little too long or what it is. I will say all the songs that Isaiah listed. I've never heard either of you play in the car. So I don't know if hey, that man. speaks to anything. They're strong songs. I'm they're not, just, they're I'm, growers, not I'm, showers. I'm just not the saying, fucking, I've never, like, heard, I'm, I'm, I've never heard them in the car. My name's Bailey. I'm the contrarian. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just bringing up factuals here. But that's that's Carly Bay. I love her. She's amazing. She is the queen of pop. Queen of pop right now. Carly Bay Jepsen. What have you what have you been listening to aside from Carly Bay? I haven't been listening to too much in terms of like albums. I've been kinda all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um I've been listening to I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you guys have been like, ah oh, man, I never have to fucking hear about this ever again in my whole life. But I've been bumping a lot of Hamilton. Like a lot oh. of Hamilton. <laughs> I respect uh, it. It's not mm-hmm. it's not something I'd listen to, but I respect it. It is two hours, twenty three minutes long, the whole uh original cast recording and it's one of my favorite things right now uh there's too many tracks to list that i love so just go out and listen to the hamilton soundtrack it's a whole lot of fun it is so so good and it tells a great story yeah or listen to just like a couple tracks at least it's so cool how they like take that classic story and change it and make it their own i love it like honestly like the first oh god I can't even say, like, the first few tracks. It's like it doesn't lose momentum. It's like they're all good fucking songs. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think the, the Revolutionary War and Alexa- the story of dusty old white man Alexander Hamilton would be, like, a really interesting story. But the way they put it, it makes you think that, like, if you do an idea well, it will, could be amazing. Like, any idea can be done well. Yeah, yeah. man. Music with a narrative, it bumps. Love that it shit. Bumps. Uh, I've also been listening to... Again, The Bones of What You Believe by Churches, their 2013 album. Churches. I've been bumping that shit for six fucking years. <laughs> it's a real good album. Uh, I love the opener, The Mother We Share. Uh, that was one of the singles I remember 
like just being blown away by that shit. It gives me the same thing that emotion gave me of those really hard drops. This one's uh, more synth heavy from the get go. Uh, very percussive, uh, good synth heavy pop. Love this shit. I also love uh, Gun, which has one of my favorite choruses. Uh, I love Night Sky and Recover, which are back-to-back. Just, they don't lose momentum. It's a great fucking song, great album. Definitely listen to that. And I've been listening to a bunch of music off of different Persona soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, they're all good, though. <laughs> they're fun. Oh, so much fun. Like I found uh, the movie mix from uh, the, summer, su- the summer movie for Persona 3 because it's split up by season. And the, the summer mix for Mass Destruction is so fucking good. Is that the song that you sent yes, me? Yes, I sent both of great. you that Mass Destruction mix, and it's so mm-hmm. fucking good. Uh, I also stumbled upon, it sounds like a last boss theme for uh, Persona Q. Persona Q being not very good, but the soundtrack sure is. Shoji Maguro doesn't drop his ball. Uh, yeah. That's that's about the long and short of it. I don't have a big thing to go on. <laughs> yeah. We got to dump you into Igor. You got to dump me into Igor. Fucking Igor, Carly Rae Jepsen, I got a lot of homework to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Video games. Hey, since we fucking switched up last time, Christian, what have you been playing? Shit, all right. Uh, since last episode, Bailey and you were talking a lot about Borderlands 2, we went to GameStop right after we recorded, and mm-hmm. I got the Handsome Collection. For $15. $15. It's a really good deal. For two games. Hollow Knight's a better game for $15. You got me there, dog. You've Mm. got me there. That's totally fair. But um, I really enjoy it a lot. Like, I really like the looter-shooter aspect of it. I like picking up new guns and my arsenal changes Mm -hmm. all the time. The cel-shaded art style, you think it wouldn't look that good since the game's... I don't want to say old right now, but it's like it's a last gen game. Oh, right? 27, uh, 2012. That's old. <laughs> yeah. But it looks incredible still. All of the character models are great. Um, all of the, I think I like all of the enemy types except for the flying enemies. They're really annoying. Like there's, I think it's the rack. Uh, the rack. I hate those enemies so mm-hmm. much. They just like, seem really tedious. They're tedious unless you're in like a giant car shooting them with a turret. Like, yeah, the racks and the fun. drones are fucking annoying. Yeah, but um, but the buzzards are one of my favorite enemy types. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. these big flying like truck helicopter things that like. It's really satisfying to blow them up because you can shoot their engines off and it's like you can tell they're slowing down and as you slow them down, you can hit them more. It's yeah. so good. You can also like shoot the pilot and I'm pretty sure it like takes <laughs> a lot of damage too. Yeah. Like it's really it's really well done. I like how every gun is tediously different than each other. Like you really have to it feels like you're making a really tough decision between certain guns when like your bag gets full and stuff. And I mm-hmm. think that's really cool. Um Biggest beef, like we've already said, is the dialogue mm-hmm. and the story. And it actually... How you feel about Tiny Tina, dog? She's the worst part of the game so far. She's obnoxious. And it really... It hurts the game a lot for me. Since I don't care about the narrative of this game, I get bored kind of easily after a while. Like, mm-hmm. I'll play for a couple hours, and I'm like, I, I'm kind of done. Mm-hmm. And it really sucks, because I feel like if I cared about... I don't even need to care about the story more, because I feel like the story itself is interesting. It's just... I turned on the dialogue for a second, and I was like, maybe maybe I will like it, and I turned it off immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't... It took a half a second. Like, Handsome Jack just went on my, like, little telephone thing. He was talking. I was like, okay, you're fucking annoying, and I turned it off. <laughs> what, you don't like the punchline about the, the five-minute-long joke about Butt Stallion, him naming a horse after you that's made of diamonds? Yeah, no, no, I don't. And, like, there's mm. also just other really dumb aspects of the game that really hurt it for me. 
like there's the character Moxie, the bartender, and if you tip oh. her like two twenty thousand dollars, she gives you a nice submachine gun. Mm-hmm. And I got it, and like my controller vibrates a fuck ton anytime I have this gun. Like it's unbearable to hold the controller, and I'm like, what is this? And you can't turn off the vibration in the game. I thought the game was broken, literally. Like I turned my PlayStation off, turned the PlayStation back on. It kept doing it. I was tempted to like delete the game but not my save file then re-download it to see if that would help it then i talked to bailey and he's like no it's supposed to do that because i mean it's moxie look at her they're and trying it, to make a dumb joke yep and it, it sucks because that gun's amazing but i won't use it so they ruined a whole ass weapon just to make a masturbation yeah, and the, joke the weapon's really good the too. weapon's really good yeah but i don't use it because it's really frustrating to hold yeah and it sucks and it's it's just dumb stuff like that that hurts the game so much. Like it could be like a nine out of ten game, but because of all this, it's like a six or a seven out of ten for me. That mm-hmm. is such a fucking bummer to hear. Wow. Like, the co- the combat and the shooting so good because it doesn't feel like it's trying to copy like Call of Duty, like a, be a worse version of Call of Duty, like so many other games are. It feels like it's a, its own distinct thing, and mm-hmm. I love that about it. And all the classes are cool, and all the upgrades are really interesting. But it's just like it's mm-hmm. that specific stuff hurts it so Everything much. Everything besides what you interact with within gameplay is not that great. Yeah. So that's the big bummer and about it's, that. Like even all the side missions are cool. Like I've been entertained with basically every side mission I've done, and that's really surprising. Mm-hmm. There's so many games where the side missions are so fucking boring. Like even I love the Spider-Man game, but so many of the side missions are tedious and the exact same thing over mm-hmm. and over. And like I don't think I've done a single side mission in this game that feels the exact same as a previous one. Mm -hmm. Like, there was this one side mission, as much as I hate Tiny Tina, I loved it, where, like, you get this one... uh, Flesh stick. Yeah, flesh stick, this psycho guy to come and, like... His name's a penis joke! Yep. But you get him to go to her tea Mm. party, and, like, the dialogue in that part's really cool because you get to hear about Tina and how, like her family died and all this shit and that's probably why she's fucked up and you're just like fending off waves of enemies while like he's talking and stuff and like this is super cool and then Tina starts talking I'm like oh well shit yeah the game structurally how they want to tell their story is great like in the middle of combat dialogue's happening you know how we got here and what's happening right now but the words themselves are just garbage like yeah. they're just so bad like whoever made the outline for the story is amazing and then whoever came up with the dialogue just, like, ruined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking, bad. fuck you, Anthony Birch. Um, what I was going to say is, like, it, like Handsome Jack as a concept is very, very good because he is kind of like Gruntilda from Banjo-Kazooie where he's all, he's this ever, like, present force. He's mm-hmm. this thing and he's constantly sending goons after you. Yeah, you, you look up at the sky and there's a big H on the moon. Like, that shit's always there. Yeah, his yeah, ship you know is so, he's like, he's there. that imposing that his ship is almost as large as the fucking moon. And I like that he, how he can talk to you whenever and it shows how much power he has that he can just fucking chat with me whenever. Mm-hmm. Even if his dialogue's ass, I think that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. he has so much power that, like, he could literally, like, if... Not for what's that character's name? Angel. If not for Angel, he would shut off your ability to respawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he would just kill you right there. Mm-hmm. And like his backstory is really interesting, and his motivation is really interesting because Pandora is a shithole. It is a terrible planet full of things that want to kill you, and they're mm-hmm. all like this horrifying megafauna and. 
like psychos that fucking eat people and set each other on fire and shit mm-hmm. and all that crazy shit in the background. He's like, I want to clean that up and make sure it stops. And there's like super weapons hidden in fucking alien vaults that are millennia old that could literally tear apart the universe mm-hmm. if they wanted to. And he's just like, I want to clean that shit up. But he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's a good villain. He's just very poorly written. Mm-hmm. And everything, that goes with literally everything in that game. Everything in concept was awesome. Just as soon as you wrote it down, yeah, it was bad. But, like, I, even though I hate the dialogue and stuff for this game, I'm so excited for the third one now mm-hmm. since it, we're hoping that's going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. And, like, as much as I like the combat for this game, if they can clean it up and give me grappling and sliding or ma- mantling that's what it is yeah, mantling ooh, and sliding <laughs> because i mean even playing the game i can tell why like man like sometimes traversing through like hills and stuff is super janky you feel like you mm-hmm. should be able to do something and like you slide off the hill and that kind of sucks but like seeing like a revamped version of borderlands sounds so nice like i'm i'm really excited for the third one now mm-hmm. like that game like just playing it i thought there was a slide feature and like playing it and seeing how fast the gunplay is, it's begging for a slide. And now that it's in the game, I'm so excited. Yeah, especially, like, there's times where I'm jumping off things, shooting people at the same time, turning around, punching a dude in the face. Like, the combat's so smooth and nice. Mm -hmm. Especially once you embrace the fact that you can do dumb shit in this game and you don't need to be, like, Call of Duty, hide behind cover, shoot, 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 hide behind cover, you know? Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Yeah. Huge fan. Very nice. Bailey, what have you been up to? Gee, I'm playing the same game oh shit <laughs> yeah. I, I reached max level last yeah night. i reached max level last night which is level 72 i got there and they now... missed a good joke they could have said 69 was the last level it was for a hot <laughs> shut second, the fuck up i think in borderlands 1 69 is the max level. god damn it <laughs> fuck off i think it is i'm yeah. quitting the show both of you Dude. fucking neanderthals i'm god sorry damn it i'm sorry that game's fun to play i'm sorry it's fun to play it's fun as shit it's just the writing is so bad yes yeah, so you just don't have to listen to it which is great um but yeah been having loads of fun been been making my character super busted and stupid and that's fun um, describe your build for us real quick oh shit i did last night and i'm trying to remember how i said it okay so i'm playing as the gunzerker the gunzerker objectively in borderlands 2 is probably the best class in general that's in the terms, one i picked in terms <laughs> of like the other classes are good but like none of the other classes have the ability to fight a raid boss on their own so Salvador the Gunzerker can do that. So I'm already picking the best class on that. On top of that, I have a weapon and, well, hold on. The Gunzerker's thing is he can hold two guns at the same time. That's it. And the reason he's broken is because the guns in the game are broken. So I have a gun in my left hand that does slag damage. Slag increases your damage by, like, times three and everything. So whatever damage you do to somebody who is slagged gets times three multiplier to it. And then on my right hand... I have a gun that either does shit tons of damage or has infinite bullets. So I can just have this gun in my hand at one time and then just keep shooting in this other hand and I'll never die because all the damage I'm doing is healing me at the same time. And on top of that, I have a skill that Salvador has objectively, which is I think called Money Shot. <laughs> nice. And at the end, yep, I'm no hold it. At the end of your magazine, if your magazine if your magazine is small enough, you can do up to 800% damage. On that last shot. What skill tree is that down? Is it's that in the... the blue one on the left. Shit, I'm doing the right one. The yeah. red one. <laughs> so you start on like the red one and then like 
as you get through, you can get to the bottom of two skill trees and then like to the middle of one when you're max level. Okay. So like that takes a while, but like you can get there. And then also with that, I have another skill. Um, I forget what it's called, but basically um, sometimes when I shoot, if my shield is low enough, I'll shoot and not have to spend ammo for it. So what will happen is I'm shooting a ton with the gun that does a lot of damage. Then I get to the end for the money shot, and then that shot. <laughs> sorry, uh, I hate that You can do like sentence. multiple of the money shot. Yes, multiple money shots. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to you have to look at you have to hear this. So I'm it's sorry. like multiple 800 damage shots. Yes. So oh my god. Because of that, you can if you get it well enough, you can kill a raid boss in like a couple seconds. But it's a kind of a luck-based thing, and, like, there's percents and shit added to it. There's a bunch of other things going on that I can, like, modify, but that's, like, the base of what I'm doing. So, like... I love that you... I feel like with every game, you find the most broken thing, and you do it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's in the game. Fuck it. No, <laughs> I just... Like, I feel like you're notorious for doing that, and I think it's great. <laughs> like, I... I always hate that like thing. Well, like, it's broken. You know, you're not playing a game. Like it's in the game, and I'm having a good time. Yeah, I put three Virgils on my yeah. team. Eat shit. I don't give a shit. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> like I'm having a good time. I'll I'll play Marvel versus Capcom two and just play Mega Man. You're gonna get Mega Blaster to the face all day. I don't care. It's fun. <laughs> Is Mega Man like shit in that game? He's awful, but like his assist <laughs> is annoying because I can just shoot balls at you all day <laughs> balls in your face who cares <laughs> balls in your court champ that's right <laughs> ball is in your court fuck it's fucking dumb but yeah like that game's fun just in terms of like min maxing your character and doing stupid shit and doing tons of damage yeah i love that that's great it's totally fun big I fan like that game what's up borderlands 3 lives up to it and fucking cuts down on the shitty writing yeah like a lot because it has the potential to be a 10, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's seriously... Like, I stand by, I would consider the game a 9, but because of the writing, I'll consider it, like, a 7 or a 6. Yeah. That is rough. <laughs> Whew. Mm-hmm. Got anything else you got going, Bailey? No. No, that was pretty much it. Mm. I'm just really upset about Borderlands. Man, that game would be better if there was no dialogue. I agree, that I honestly. Think about it. <laughs> Man, that's a big bummer. It would just give me the waypoint and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, like waypoint and then like just some Dark Souls text in the quest log and I'll run from there. Fuck it. That's what I've been doing. Like I've just been turning the dialogue off and when I don't know what to do in the quest, I'll just like look at the quest log and be like, oh, this is what I got to do. It's fine. Yeah. Even the quest logs are poorly written. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, but yeah, they're they're good enough. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to hear it. You can just read it really quick. Welcome to Reddit. My name's Claptrap. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing is, like, you don't have to deal with Claptrap after the first, like, hour or so of the game. Yeah. Which, thank God, because, like, Mm -hmm. if I... I feel like that's why I stopped playing the first Borderlands, because isn't he in the first one, too? Oh, he's He's, in the first one a lot. Because I think I started the first one, and I played for, like, two or three hours, and I was like, this guy's fucking annoying, and I turned the game off. (laughs) Yeah. So... So let's hope he has two lines of dialogue in Borderlands 3, and then he gets put into a garbage compactor. Yeah. I think that is what happens. Like, he shows you tutorial shit, then he immediately gets, like, taken away. <laughs> oh, like, God. good. So. Thank you. So Thank yeah. you. <laughs> what have you been playing? I've been playing. Okay, so uh, Resident Evil 4 and the Origins Collection, which includes uh, Remake and Zero, uh, recently came to the Nintendo Switch. Capcom had a sale. I was feeling the Resident Evil mood, as I usually do. Mm-hmm. And I picked up Resident Evil Revelations 2 on the Nintendo Switch. 
And I was like, I wonder what this raid mode is all about. And so I played it, and I haven't played the story yet. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's. Oh, I feel so bad because it's like, hey, do you want to play the rest of the game? And it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time, please. It's like when you and I got Resident Evil 6, and we just played the like mercenary raid mode together for like hours because it's so good. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like I I can realize I can recognize why people wouldn't like the Revelation series on 6 because it it is really similar and the, Res- the Revelation series especially is kind of boring. It's this weird hybrid of like Resident Evil 5 and 6. Yeah. Mhm. It's like you can't you don't have all the dumbass movement options of Resident Evil 6 and the parrying mechanic and all that dumb shit, but you do have the moving and shooting and uh, some of the like more QTE style things where it's like you can walk up to an enemy that's on the ground and stab them or something that wasn't in Resident Evil 5. But it also has the stiffness of Resident Evil 4 and 5, but it's not built particularly around either. So it's like this weird in-between series that isn't trying to do anything exceptional and isn't doing anything exceptionally. So, eh, yeah. But the raid mode's the shit. I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's good that it's in like its own little side thing. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's its own little side series that we don't have to fucking look at. We can mm-hmm. just put it in a corner and tell it to shut up. Yeah, the cool thing about the raid mode in Revelations 2, though, is that like it has legit progression and everything, unlike the other mercenary modes where you just kind of like, you're in here, survive, like, <laughs> and then nothing changes next time. Like, there's different progression. You get to pick up cool shit and everything like that. You get different guns. So you allow can... me to explain it. Yeah, do, do it. It's sick. I love it. Okay, so, did you buy it? No, I played it. My stepdad, it's like one of the three games he has randomly. <laughs> that is wild as fuck. So, like, it's one of the only games that, like, I play with him or with family when, like, I go down to see my family, so. Nice. Yeah. So, Resident Evil Revelations 2 Raid Mode, which is the goodest shit, um... It starts you off with a small arsenal, and you still slowly build it up by collecting albums, which are in big dumbass treasure chests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they vary from like six, like six or seven different colors of rarity and star ratings and all that shit. And then once you have your weapon, there's like multiple types of every uh, class. There's uh, machine pistols, uh, assault rifles, handguns, magnums, mm-hmm. um, shotguns, shotguns, snipers. Are so fucking yeah. Shotguns and snipers. So we got six classes of weapon, and we got different types of weapon within those, like hydras for shotguns, pump actions, um, mm-hmm. buckshot, and all that shit. It's really fun. They're all in rarity, right? Yes. Yeah. But there's different types of different rarities. It's and some of them have like quick load already on them, so it loads faster, it shoots mm-hmm. faster, and shit like your that. Your guns get to have perks on them. That's and then awesome. you can Sick. go in and attach perks to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can have like. A 9% chance to set the enemy on fire or uh, headshots do more damage or there's a higher chance of doing a critical hit. And you have, like, every weapon has a few slots, so you have to, like, build to the weapon's strengths. Mm -hmm. And it's a ton of fun, like, it's kind of like in Borderlands min-maxing sort of thing, except it's not, like... It's not as cumbersome. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can, like, sell off your weapons and get new ones. It's this constant flow and progression. So you're going through different stages from Resident Evil uh, Revelations 1 and 2 and also 6, which is Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Uh, And it's kind of like structured levels combined with the the horde mode style gameplay of of, Mm -hmm. uh, the mercenaries. And it's really unique and interesting. And there's, you can equip different taunts and there's like a thousand of those and you can equip different um, abilities and Mm-hmm. It's just a ton of fun. 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. And aren't, isn't like each character like their own kind of class as well? I haven't experimented with the characters because I like Moira so much. Oh, so she's my girl. I always play as Hunk when I'm playing <laughs> with my family. And like each character has a different like class of abilities they can pick from. That's so good. And everything. And it's like, dude, this is the shit. Like, why isn't this just a game? Like, like, as no, you... It sounds like a nice little like $30 indie game in its own thing. It yeah. Like it's it's really like as cool. you level, you get more weapon slots and more ability slots mm-hmm. and more like throwable items that you can use, and you can level them up with how like your um, when you level up, you get like a specific uh, point. I think it's like LP or something like that. Yeah, it's just basically a skill point. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's a ton of fun. I haven't dipped into the story at fucking all. Mm-mm. You don't need to. The raid bones just super good. Raid like just you're gonna good. get into the story and be like, I where are my snipers? Like. <laughs> I don't have my things. <laughs> I want to blow shit up real good, and I mm-hmm. can't. Kill people, burn shit, fuck school. <laughs> yeah. That's Resident Evil Revelations 2. <laughs> uh, if it's on sale, I'd recommend picking it up. It has all the episodes and all the raid mode uh, stages that were spread out. Now it's in one neat, tidy collection mm-hmm. instead of episodic. It's a really good game. On the Switch, it has a pretty solid frame rate. It's, it looks good. It doesn't look like amazing. It's not like Breath of the Wild or anything. But this is like a double A Resident Evil instead of a Resident Evil Two remake or something. So definitely give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. I wish there was more um, of the Resident Evil Four and Five location-based shooting sort of thing that would help you with crowd control. But yeah, it's each their own. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I beat Shovel Knight again. Woo! <laughs> this time on the Switch. How many times does that make it between us that we've purchased Shovel Knight, I wonder? We don't need to talk about it. Oh, Christian, yes we do. Bailey, how many times have you purchased Shovel Knight? Once. Okay. I've purchased it uh, once for my last girlfriend, once for myself on the 3DS, and once on the Nintendo Switch. That makes three. Christian, how many times have you purchased Shovel Knight? So that's four total so far. I purchased it on the 3DS. Okay. Okay. The Wii U, mm-hmm. okay. the PlayStation 4, uh-huh. and the Nintendo uh, bu- Switch. Bu- 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 did you buy it for the PlayStation 4 for yourself or your friend Dylan? Friend Dylan. Okay. Okay. So that's, I purchased it four times. And didn't you buy the didn't, <laughs> didn't you buy the Amiibo as well? I did buy the Amiibo too. That doesn't count as buying How much game. is the Amiibo? Like $12 probably. Okay. So it's like a discounted version of the game. Yeah. So put I mean, up another finger, bud. <laughs> if we're being real, if like Shovel Knight came to like the iPad or something like that, I'd probably buy it on there. If Shovel Knight came to my fucking graphing calculator, I'd buy it. It's Shovel Knight. But so between all of us, we bought it like eight times. Shovel Knight's like the new Doom. You can put it on something and it's like, fuck it, I'll play it. Yacht yeah, Club's gotten well over $100 from us. Probably closer to 150 or 200. Yeah. We are putting kids through college with Shovel Knight. <laughs> I think we're doing a public good. It's amazing. Uh, but Shovel Knight's great. That game is amazing. One of my favorite like platforming games ever. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite games ever. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely top 10, top 20 games of all time in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, and like even all the different characters are so good. I remember playing as Plague. Have you played as Plague Knight? I've played as Plague Knight. Plague Knight's the shit. Plague Knight's the shit and difficult too but like it's awesome how they take the same stages but the different characters make it so unique and different plague knight plays so different than everyone else it's insane man that's something they don't talk about enough about shovel knight like that game is like kind of difficult like hard hard as fuck dude like i that game aesthetically like that game is so much fun like it just how it looks like cassie my girlfriend has seen me play that and she's like oh it looks cool like i want to play 
She had a hard time, dude. That game is difficult. <laughs> like, I have a hard time. Fuck. And ugh, you can't forget about the music. Oh, mm. it's beautiful. One the of the best Shovel OSTs Knight of all time. soundtrack, I will listen to that all the time. It's so good. And the remixes from the different DLC are just as good. Oh, I think the remixes for Plague Knight might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like so Spectre good. Knights. It's What's a little the, bit more gothic. the yeah. level with the, um, the knight that has like the thing on his head that lets him fly? I forget. Propeller Knight? Propeller Knight. Oh, His that's, stage, that's got the best music. I love that. I love and that it's a one. great yeah. stage, like like bouncing back and forth on the cannonballs and all the different new flying enemies and shit like that. And all going of the with boss the wind. battles are so unique too. Yeah, I that game's so good. Trouble you can see why best. I bought it four times. I can <laughs> see why you bought it four times, and you can see why I bought it three times, and why Bailey bought it once. Mm-hmm. But the treasure trove was on sale for half off, and that's why I picked it up. Uh, which includes Shovel Knight, the Plague Knight DLC, and the Spectre Knight DLC. And soon we're going to be getting a King Knight DLC, which is a competitive multiplayer mode, which I like. Ooh. Yeah. With the Amiibo, you can also play co-op. Um, it's just buy Shovel Knight. It's, it's, it's a little more expensive than fucking... Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 bucks more for the whole experience if you're going to buy it off sale, but... Holy shit. I would say it's just as good. At mm-hmm. least just it's, as good. I, I mm-hmm. like Shovel Knight a little, a, a lot more, actually. I love Shovel Knight. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay to each their own. But, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But speaking of video games, E3's coming up. In it June is. the 5th through the 7th, I believe. Woo! So one big weekend of video games. Um, the only ones I'm completely looking forward to, Capcom, Sega, probably Bethesda, Nintendo, halfway on Sony, and yeah, that's about it. Wait, hold up. Me and Chris were talking about this a little bit. Who is showing up to E3? I don't know because like everybody's been, I know the PC press conference is going to totally be there. There's going to be a lot of indies that they're going to be talking about. Bethesda always shows up. Like PlayStation already said they're doing their own thing, and Nintendo normally does their direct. Yeah, Nintendo's been doing their direct for the past like three or four years. I don't know if micro I think Microsoft might be showing up. Yeah. But they also started doing their weird own like shitty ganky version of Nintendo Direct. Yeah. I was thinking for this discussion of what like we're excited for, we would just pretend everyone's there. Like mm-hmm. almost because I mean, even if everyone's not there, we're gonna be getting video game news from everyone, like yeah. around the same time at least. Yeah. And I'm a little sad to not see everyone at E3. Like, Bailey and I were talking about this, and it would at least be nice to see, like, PlayStation be there for a little bit and then be like, okay, if you want to see more in-depth, check out our own thing. Yeah, just trailers and shit. But I really hope they use E3 since so many of the big players are gone to show so many more indies. Mm -hmm. Since, I mean, they're already getting so much more publicity with the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Like, give me more, because indie games are like, I don't know, I feel like they're at an all-time high right now. Yeah. I like, want to see Yacht Club's new game. Mm-hmm. Like, I was off. just looking that shit up. I was it's telling called Cyber Christian, Shadow. I was telling Christian, like, it would be cool if they just replaced, like, PlayStation's big thing with just, like, two hours, and they're like, any, devel- any developers, you each get ten minutes. Like, do something. That'd be super That'd nice. Be... Yacht Club. I want Dodge Ooh. Roll. I want mm-hmm. Devolver. You know who I fucking want? Do you guys remember the Devolver press conferences? Have you guys watched a Devolver press conference? I have not. It is always, it's like a Tim and Eric sketch, like, 20 minutes long. <laughs> interspersed with fucking good ass trailers like it has a weird fucking narrative going right now like last year the the person that presented it like died and got resurrected as a cyborg so i'm looking forward to 2019 so we can see what what fucking happens with this press conference also last year we got metal wolf chaos coming out i'm excited for that shit 
Yeah. That's where the president of the United States hops in a fucking mech suit and starts blowing shit up. And handles things. But what are we all excited for? Who wants to go first? I just finished up talking about my stuff. I guess I'll I'll start again. We'll go like round robin style. Okay, Bailey. What do you want to see at E3 2019? I want to see a goddamn release date for Doom Eternal. I, I was just thinking that. I, I'm I, feeling November. I want, I fucking hope it's November. That's what I want. I just want, <laughs> I just want to know when it's going to be out so I can just like know when I need to purchase it. Um, I want to see Bayonetta 3 Okay. at some point from somebody. I want to see the new shit that From Software is talking about. What was that one called? Deep Rune or something like that? Uh, Great Rune. Great Rune. Deep Great Throat. Rune. And shit, to be honest, I, I don't really know much else. I guess I want to see more about Borderlands 3. Yeah. More of the gameplay and stuff. I want to see other other Vault Hunters instead of the two they showed already. I want to see more. Who's already in the game so far? Uh, in terms of like like the Vault Hunters? Because I've seen, I thought I saw Lilith in there. So all of the old characters are back. Woo! All the old characters are in the game, plus the characters from the Tales of the Borderlands, mm-hmm. which like, which is... Side note, Tales from the Borderlands has good writing, which is frustrating. That's what? I don't know what that is. It's, it's a, a Telltale game. It's a Telltale game. Oh, shit. In the Borderlands universe, and it has really good writing, and that's fucking super frustrating. So those characters are in there, um, uh, but for they already have the four Vault Hunters announced. I think it's Amara is the Siren Vault Hunter, Zane as like a specialist kind of assassin class. Give me brick. Give and, me brick. But there's this other one. I can't remember the other two's names because they didn't show them off. They showed off mm-hmm. Mara and Zane for Borderlands through the the little like self presentation they had. But there's two more. There's a little girl that can call out a huge mech that people can um, jump on and everything. And like you can have your friends riding in the back of it. It's almost like having a portable vehicle anywhere. And so it's like the the Mechromancer from Borderlands. It's too? like the Mechromancer, but you're inside it. That's amazing. And, oh, that's my main. And then there is like a cyborg dude that gets is really is friends with animals and does I like that, that shit. Too. Yeah, oh, that's cute. So I want to see more about those two characters and everything. But yeah, those are my my things. I want Bayonetta three, Doom Eternal shit. I want Great Rune and more stuff about Borderlands three. Absolutely, positively, Christian. What do you want to see at E three two thousand and nineteen? Ditto on Doom and Bayonetta three mm-hmm. for sure. I want to see more about the new, uh, uh, what's it called, Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year we just got a title card. Yeah, just like a more. JPEG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like it was nothing. And I just want to see what they're doing because like I'm a little bit hyped about it. I loved Skyrim, even though like I'm sick of how long it's been. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what has it been? Eight years, dude. It's probably more than that. No, eleven, eleven, eleven. It's been eight years, dude. Oh my god, it's been too long. And like they're still milking it. Um, <laughs> I I want to see what Dodge Roll is doing after um their sign off for Enter the Gungeon. I don't know if they're even really doing anything right now. Maybe they're taking a small break. I hope they're but, in development of something. Like, Enter the Gungeon is probably one of my favorite games ever as well. And like that was their first attempt at a game, so I want to see what they could do next. Mm-hmm. Um, Yacht Club, I would love to see what they're doing, that uh, ninja game. Mm-hmm. What did you say it's called? I think it's called Cyber Soul. Hold on, let me check Cyber it. Soul, yep. Um, Cyber Shadow. Cyber me. Shadow, want to see that. Um, new FromSoft game, like if whatever we're hearing about it is true and it goes with Nordic mythology and like it's more of an open world style game and stuff, I'm so excited to see FromSoft mm-hmm. expand and do more. Link in the description, there's like a five to seven minute video talking about... Um, 
I think I don't know if it was a leak or if it was just some like a piece of it's, news. It's uh, just something. It's so the video is made by this dude Vati Vidya. He is like the fucking sage. Oh, that's the, Vati. Yeah. yeah. Oh he's, shit. He's like the sage in the Dark Souls community, and like anything that from software does, he's like, let me tell you the lore and <laughs> yeah. what's he, happening here. He was saying he's got like sources that were saying this mm-hmm. stuff. And Vati has always been consistent with what he puts out. Mm-hmm. So whatever he says, you can kind of just consider as like pretty solid. Like. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to see what um, FromSoft is doing. Um, it's kind of hard for me to think of what I want from Nintendo aside from them to show off Metroid Prime Four a little bit if they have it. And I want I want a trip like I want the Metroid Prime trilogy on the Switch so I can play them. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling because they've done this before with shit like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, where they'll be like, "Okay, we just announced this game. Guess what's on the eShop, fuckers." Right now, download Metroid Prime Trilogy. Because I would buy yeah. it in a heartbeat. I would lose my fucking I've never mind. played those games, but anytime I see anything about them, they look so cool. I'm excited to play Echoes. I want to kind of have, like, Metroid Fusion on there. Dude, fuck it. Metroid Fusion's amazing. That's a great game. I want that. Yeah. I think I think that's most of it, though. I, I want a Devil May Cry 6, but it's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. It's too soon. We can't keep having Devil May Cry games. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You have to wait until next year to hear something. I'm sorry. Uh, For me... I want to see, because it's been, oh my god, that press conference for the Nintendo Switch was in like, early, no, 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 because it, the Nintendo Switch came out in 2017. In late 2016, I believe, there was a press conference for the Nintendo Switch where they announced like a shitload of games. They were talking about Splatoon 2 and everything. I want to fucking see where what the fuck is going on with SMT5. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. literally it was announced, we got like a trailer, no gameplay or anything, but I don't know what's going on with that game, and I've been waiting for it for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. SMT being literally my favorite series of RPGs. I own, like, ten of them. <laughs> um, we just haven't heard anything, and I'm, like, super antsy. Like, is it still in development? Is it on hold? I read somewhere that they were, like, putting all hands on deck on SMT5 for the Switch. So I hope that's the case because that game better be fucking good because SMT4 Apocalypse is great. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything I want out of Capcom. Like they've, they, like whatever they've put out in the last year or and a half or so has been gold. Yeah, I want a decent fighting game. You right? That'd be cool. You right? But I don't know if the the, the cycle for uh, Street Fighter Five is completely up yet. They're probably gonna release like at least one more edition with everything in it. Yeah, it seems like we're in the golden age of like um. Arc Systems work. Yeah, Arc Systems has been yeah, all over Arxis it. Yeah, Arc is killing it with fighting games right now. So Like Blaze Blue Tag. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters. You said earlier, I wanted to talk about this a little bit, that you never want to see anything else by Dragon Ball Fighters again. Dude, I'm just, it's, I'm bored. Like, it's the same, Make it's just a, not fun you, to watch. You just want, like, a new game. Yeah, like, yeah. I want something else to happen. Like, go pick up some other anime thing like, <laughs> and make that a game. Make Fuck a JoJo. It. Dude, make a JoJo's game. Fuck it. Yeah, Capcom already made an old school kind of JoJo's it game. It was good as shit. Put another 2D JoJo's game out. It was not good as shit. It was extremely broken. Fuck it you. That's not... a good game. No, it's Marvel not... 2's broken, motherfucker. Not in the same way. There's, Dude, there's a character that can fly off screen that you can't fucking hit yeah, <laughs> in that Dio game. Yeah, and if stops time right before the round ends and he kills you he takes the next round too like completely he kills you you can't stop time in marvel 2 eat shit you can't fly out the screen in marvel 2 eat shit he's dio (laughs) dio Uh, plays by different rules motherfucker christian do you do you think still on capcom 
Do you think it's uh, so we got the remake for Resident Evil Two? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's not bad to want, but is there any part of you that wants a remake of Resident Evil Three? I do, but the, but next year, but the year after. Yeah. If in twenty twenty they announce that shit, because right now I'm coasting off the high of Resident Evil Seven, Revelations Two, and uh, Resident Evil Two. I can only take so much Resident Evil. If they do a remaster or remake of uh, the third one, I want them to go away from the spooky shit of the second one, mm-hmm. and I want them to make it a full action game because that's what Resident Evil 3 feels like to me personally. I don't know. With how Nemesis is, he's scary as shit. He's scary as shit. They can make him look scary as shit, but like Resident Evil 3 is a straight-up just shooter game. Like That's just an action game to me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel An like action game can... with zombies and you're just running away from Nemesis or killing him. I feel like you can marry those two things. And if we had the gore from Resident Evil 2 in there, I would be a happy camper. Yeah. They can... I just don't want it to be as like spooky heavy as Resident Evil 2 is. Oh, I, bring on the spooks. If fucking Nemesis is the goddamn king of spooky... I want them to push that as far as possible because I love chaser characters. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen though because like RE1 and RE2 have a different kind of reverence in terms of video games than RE3 has. Like it seems like the natural progression just to like move up and go from there but like after RE3 like well it kind of starts with RE3 you get like Code Veronica mm-hmm. and like RE0 and like outbreak and like all these other weird kind of games. Very dumb games. Yeah, like it. So it seems like, like I don't know. Like if there was to be a remake, it would probably, it probably won't happen. Like for RE three, but like that seems like the natural progression. But after no, they're that, already in development on it. They talked about it's it. a real thing, mm-hmm. dude. I hope that it's good then. But like I don't I've know. I've never played Resident Evil three, but in concept, I love the idea of it. And like I've seen gameplay for it, and most of the environments are like really well lit and not as like dark and spooky you're not in these like fucking barren ass like police base that's a pitch black and so i just like the idea of like yeah keep all the gore and keep like make nemesis scary to where like i want to fucking run away from him because he spooks me but i just want it to be a little bit like more faster paced and a little more like action heavy Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And plus Resident Evil 3 is a lot larger than the first two Resident Evils. You're like going throughout mm-hmm. Raccoon City. Yeah. So I would think, because that's just a kind of an antiquated style, I would like to see it redone in more modern terms because I feel like Resident Evil 3 is a little bit janky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely can see like that old school style because what Resident Evil 2 did a great job of was bringing that old school style back into the mainstream and like showing what we can do with classic survival horror. And I'd love to see Resident Evil 3 redone in that style. But outside of that, Capcom's been fucking killing it. I already mm-hmm. know what they're doing with Monster Hunter, so I can't ask for more. Iceborne's coming out in September, which I'm going to pre-order just so I can get the Steelbook edition, honestly. Um, Mega Man just came out with a game. Again, Street Fighter's in its twilight years, so we can look forward to something like that. Um, if I was doing some dumb pie-in-the-sky shit, uh, CVS 3 would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Like an all-encompassing kind of fighter. That would be cool. That would be real nice. Wait. Beautiful Joe 3. Give me that. Is that Capcom? Yeah, it's Capcom. I want one of Beautiful Joe 3 really bad. (laughs) Beautiful Joe or another Okami game would be incredible. Beautiful Joe over Okami. Like that's pie-in-the-sky type shit. That's like me asking for God Hand 2. Like I know it's not going to happen, but if we got modern Gen 10 Okami like on the PS5, I would lose my shit. Or Beautiful Joe. <laughs> I love Beautiful Joe so beautiful much. Joe. Beautiful Joe. Uh, it's a very that. good game. I wish they did more with it. But, you know, Beautiful Joe 1 2 are great games. And if they don't 
Port them to the switch. I want them. Port them to the switch. Take them to the switch. Put them in the coffin. Put them in the coffin. <laughs> what, what are you saying, boy? Ooh. Other than that, Doom Bayonetta. Fuck yeah. Uh, Astral Chain's coming out in June, so I don't have to ca- wait. Like I don't have to be like, whoa, what's Platinum doing? Because we know what they're doing. It's Bayonetta and Astral Chain. Yeah. Astral Chain looks great. Ugh. I'm looking so forward to that shit. Oh, my God. Like, Switch exclusive Platinum? Are you kidding me? Um, I don't really care about Square Enix's properties. I'm coasting on Final Fantasy like 12 right now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care about the Elder Scrolls. If Sega could make a new Monkey Ball game, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's, again, that seems like left field stuff. Sky shit. Uh, I love Super Monkey Ball. I want Doom, Bayonetta 3, uh, Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear a goddamn peep about a new Persona game. I'm already upset. <laughs> um, give me uh, another Jet Set Radio game. <laughs> give me no, get Jet Set Radio that feature would be, on the Switch. That would be sick. I would like, play it, that. Again, if they did that shit where it's like Jet Set Radio 3, also Jet Set Radio Futures on the eShop right now. Just, yeah. Mm. I love the idea of the Switch getting like a bunch of ports of old yeah. games. Like, I want Dusk I love that. on the Switch. I want I that want so Dusk bad. on the Switch. Uh in terms of indie games, I can't think of too many devs that we haven't already talked about this episode that I want more from. So, yeah. It's just, it's going to be a good E3. I can't wait for Devolver. Uh, Nintendo's going to fucking blow it up. I don't know what Nintendo could do because they've released so many games of their flagship shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we got Mario Maker in the works right now. They can show off more of Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, they so could. We don't even know Because I think we've only got a title card so far, right? I think we got like a couple of screenshots and maybe a little bit of like a little bit of gameplay, but we don't know much about that game. Yeah, they can, and I think it. I don't think it has a release date yet, but nope. October seems like when it should come. Oh, out. October seems ideal as fuck. I would love that. But yeah, uh, I'm super stoked for E3 because it kind of seems like one of those wild card years after they bust their complete nut in 2018. Mm-hmm. A bunch of crazy shit happened. Yeah, I mean, 2018 had Devil May Cry 5, so it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Devil May Cry 5, <laughs> fucking Sekiro was there. What mm-hmm. else was in E3 2018? We were all fucking nuts for Sekiro when that oh, came yeah. out. I remember we were all like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Bloodborne 2? Nuh-uh. I don't give a fuck. Mm. Samurai arm. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm not looking forward to? Huh. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't want to hear about the PS5. I don't know why. Like, I really like this generation of shit, and I don't like yeah. change. Fuck it. I don't want to pay another five hundred dollars for a new thing. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see the PlayStation Five, but I do like hearing these rumors about it. I'm so excited for it to get an SSD instead of a hard drive. That could make so much different for difference for consoles. Mm. Um, but I, I still feel like it's too early to. I feel like that's a next year thing. I feel personally. like they're like ahead of the game though. Like they feel like the big kid in the playground, you know. Yeah. And they're like, this generation fuck went. it. Like, here's my PS5. Where's your shit? You know. Yeah. I feel. Like, I feel like. I feel like they're a little too ahead of the game, and they should wait, make it better, so that like, if you get a first generation PlayStation Five, it's good. Where like the first generation PlayStation Three had problems, and the first generation of the PlayStation Four has problems. Too. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a couple years. Yeah. Think, like cause... the my. My parents' original PlayStation 4 is, like, dying, basically. But, like, the, sl- the PlayStation 4 Slim that, like, we all have, I don't know if... Do you have the Slim? No, I have an old one, and that oh. thing wheezes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, the Slim is perfect. But the PlayStation... But the original one, like, my parents just... The fan, it doesn't work anymore. Hmm. Oh, my God. So 
And plus, if you guys remember the first couple of years of the PS4, PS4 had no games for a hot minute. It was like yeah. ports of The Last of Us. It was like, like the Bloodborne's only, on the way. Yeah, they only had like The Last of Us and like Bloodborne. And like that was it. And then they had like their tech demo racing games and shit like that. Yeah, I want to like have uh, like I'm, I want to start seeing third parties, like not like the big third parties, but like smaller third parties. Like let's put an Atlas game on there before mm-hmm. I even consider the PS5. That was always yeah. kind of cool about the older generation is that like I don't know about PlayStation, but for like the 360 when that thing came out, they're like bam, Devil May Cry Five uh, Four is on here. You like Halo? It's on here. Uh, Gears of War? It's here. We have a bunch of old games. They're here now. Like, they had a bunch of games lined up for the release. It was like 10 really good games. Except the PS3 Xbox had more of everything. Yeah. PS3 had no games. I think the PS3 opened up and it was like, you got a new God of War, Devil May Cry, and that's all I can remember. Really? I feel like God of War 3 was pretty early on. Because it was was 3 and then Ascension after I think it was like a year or two after the PS3 came out. Because when the PS3 first released, it was like, we got Resistance, question mark. Yeah, it was Resistance and that... uh, Forza. There was another shooting game, Killzone. Yeah, we had Killzone too. Yeah, Killzone's not... Uh, Resistance oh, is great. If you guys fucking, we're gonna get a new Killzone game because there's gonna be a new PlayStation. Are you excited? That that is how that works, huh? Uh, they yeah, only Killzone come out. Shadowfall came out when the PS4 did. Oh, yeah, Resistance was a fun game though. Resi- Resistance is great. I'm gonna correct you there. Resistance wasn't fun. Resistance two wasn't fun. Resistance three though was the shit. Dude, Fuck I don't you. Know. Resistance one is amazing. Resistance Have you played one, that game? it's super good. I played all three of them like back to back to back. I think Resistance, Resistance one is great. It had You're that tracer thing. gun where you could just fucking mark shit and shoot around so corners Resistance and everything. 3. Yeah, but it was the first game to do that kind and of shit. Resistance three, it literally tore big hunks of flesh off of them. Ah, so, Resistance one is my favorite of the three. I think Resistance one is fun. Resistance two is jank as fuck because it's like two weapons, eat shit. And Resistance 3 is like, we're going to give you your full arsenal and then make the game fun again. Yeah. I never really played the third one. First oh, one. Resistance 3 is a shit. First one, best one. Yeah, I just have really good memories about the first one. Also, I even played the fucking PSP game. Fucking Left 4 Dead also opened up with the Xbox 360. Fuck. That was a good game, Remember too. when they canceled Left 4 Dead 3 and they also canceled fucking Half-Life 3? Man, when, why are you even surprised, man? Like, 3s don't exist for Valve. What the fuck? <laughs> fucking, because they haven't put out a game since, like, I think Portal 2. Yeah, because Steam pays all their bills. Yeah, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> if Valve comes out with a new game that isn't a fucking card game, because they did come out with that card game and nobody oh, gave yeah. a shit about it. Everybody was pissed about that. <laughs> it was like, a th- I, th- I think they put like a 3 up and it was like, mm, fuck you. It's a card game. Eat shit. That's rude as shit. It is really not fair. New Valve game. Yeah, if Valve shows up with anything, that's amazing. That's like a a Christmas miracle. That's real pie in the sky, dude. That's real (laughs) pie in the sky. That's (laughs) a real, real pie in the sky is Left 4 Dead 3. Because fuck, I can't get enough of Left 4 Dead style games. I've bought two of them Mm -hmm. in the meantime and modded the shit out of Left 4 Dead 2. Yep. I would love that. We get Left 4 Dead 3, and they say, like, mod support, it's back. Fucking all the other games, in this game as well. Eat shit. That seems like all it would have to be. That's all it would have to be. Like, five like five or so new stages, all the other get, like, the other two games remastered in this new engine. Mm-hmm. Mod support. That's all I want. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Put in three new special infected. Eat shit. Yeah, new fuck game. It. That's it. Give me a new pistol. I don't give a shit. Make it a revolver. I don't care. I just want a new game. Yeah. I just want a new fucking Left 4 Dead game. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> Give it to me. I would World love that War Z, too. It's so close to scratching that itch, but not quite. Same thing with Vermintide 2. It's so close. But not quite. It's not, not Left 4 Dead. I'm not fucking like like 
Left 4 Dead 2 is the goriest game I've ever played, ever, and it's so goddamn satisfying because of it. Mm-hmm. Modern tech? Left 4 Dead 3? Fucking A.O. It would be nuts. Give me Left 4 Dead 3. I don't give a shit about Half-Life. Portal's already finished its story. Give me Left 4 Dead. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. This has Boom. been episode 27 of the I Can Dig It podcast. Give me Left 4 Dead 3 or I swear to God. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> shit, dog. If you want to get in contact with us, by the way, uh, Twitter.com. You can find Christian at iChrisRomero. You can find the show at I Can Dig It Pod. You can find me at DukoZombies. Uh, Bailey, do you have a Twitter yet? Um, like a private one that I stalk people on. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> you can find P- Bailey. You can find Bailey in people. the streets. You can find me on the streets on the corner. Paying He's bills. wearing a trench coat. If He's you want to email us, I can dig it eighteen at gmail.com. You can find us on everything except SoundCloud. Literally, we are on Anchor. We are on Stitcher. We are on fucking Overcast, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes. If you want to leave us a a rating on iTunes and a review. We severely appreciate that. Helps us with the analytics. Uh, other than that, thank you for listening to episode 27 of the I Can Dig It podcast. I've been Ike. Bailey. Christian. And please stop heat beating me up, Randy Pitchford. I'm so scared. Stop being a victim. He's outside. And he's outside the window right now. He's got a bat. Face your fears, bitch. He's got a bat. He's a small man. <laughs> he's not, is he? He's like six foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.